Hello everyone, this is The Scoop at CFRC 101.9 FM. For today's program, we are going to discuss the popularity of Squid Game with Professor Alina from Film and Media. Amongst many of the research interests Professor Na has, we are discussing Squid Game for the work Professor has done around Asian American pop culture and generally representation of Asianness and its reception in North America. Thank you, Professor, for talking to CFRC and me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I wanted to first start with a very simple question. What have your thoughts been on the popularity of Squid Game? It has been called different from other K-dramas in many pop culture articles and generally the general discourse has been that, oh, this is plot-wise also very different and also the way it has been received is different. So what do you think is different this time? Yeah. I think that momentum is different this time. I think that Squid Game isn't, it's not strictly about content. It's about sort of cultural reference, um, accumulation. I think that we've sort of reached uh, a tipping point, especially in the last few years. But if we look to a longer history um, in sort of K-culture's influence and, um, you know, so much of that has to do with the platform. Uh, it's about Netflix. It's about Netflix's reach. Um, it's about sort of streaming culture and how much of that really drives um, the way in which people watch content. Um, yeah. But I'd be happy to talk more about either, you know, Netflix or um, one of those, depending on what you think is most interesting. Yeah, I, know. I was interested in knowing how um, Squid Game's reach and popularity has been called unprecedented. Oh, and this is very unique for what's happening for South Korean shows. But there is there's also like a strong South Korean show fan base already. So how how do we make sense of this popularity versus that fan base, which is already like a very long one and a very strong, uh, strong one, even before Netflix started platforming these shows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so and I would also link uh, the popularity of Squid Game back to 2017 with the release of Bong Joon-ho's Okja, which was made for Netflix. It was so that was the first time that Netflix ever created Korean content. Mm -hmm. um, and it was incredibly popular. It went up for the Palm d'Or at Cannes. I mean, it it was sort of the prequel to Squid Game, if you will, in terms of original content um, on Netflix. And yeah. I think that when we look at what's happened in the Korean wave in North America in the last few years with the rise of BTS, um, with, with Parasite taking home the Oscar, all of these types of things have made it even more solidified that Netflix wants to produce this content. Because the thing about Netflix is it's almost entirely global. There are only a handful of countries that Netflix doesn't exist in, right? Um, yeah. The biggest one being China. And the reason that it doesn't exist in a few others has to do with US trade law, right? And so Netflix yeah. is interesting in this regard because they predominantly use US content, even though they're global. And so there's just actually a few of these moments. And I think that um, they saw that this is a place to have money made really. And so creating this content on the back of the 2017 production and its popularity, I think was um, an absolute you know, strategic decision on their part. But yeah, you're right. In terms of the Korean um, drama fan base, it's massive. And that also is something that 
has reached North America relatively late outside of Korean um, communities. Yes. And so, you know, that first went to Southeast Asia and East Asia, predominantly China, um, and but also Japan and things, and then moved global. And it came to North America predominantly um, by way of Korean diasporic communities in in these countries. Yeah. Um, and relatedly, like, now that we're talking about content, like Squid Game, like just talking about its plot in particular, the fact that there is uh, this new wave of anti-capitalist uh, plots where, where like there is a clear critique of the economy and like, uh, like these shows are recognized for their sharp social critique, even the films, like for example, Parasite. And like, and like, there's the new name which is given, being given, like this, this anti-capitalist media which is coming up. So, how do we like, as as people who consume pop culture, or even in the university context, people who read about it and theorize it, like, how do we how do we see something which content-wise is talking about uh, the failures of this economy or the or the problems of this economy, while also uh, Netflix is the one which is which is platforming it, and then for for me, what stayed was Jeff Bezos tweeting about this show as as a successful uh, international international strategy of Netflix, and 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 then watching the show and seeing how it is a critique of so many things uh, uh, which are wrong with 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 uh, with with what's happening with late stage capitalism so uh, how do we how do you sort of also make sense of of this as a scholar or as a consumer mm -hmm. yeah yeah well you know i i'm i am by no means um a traditional hardcore marxist and so for me it's both and right i think that we need to critique the infrastructures that prop up and perpetuate um, this late stage capitalism, the worker rights that are being violated by Netflix, um, things yeah. like that. But I also don't think that that's a reason to dismiss the content critique. I think that this, we cannot ignore the fact that millions of people are watching this content and it is a, a very easy to understand critique of capitalism. And I think that that matters. I think that that's important and that people are actually invested in, in a way that might change their politics, might change how they vote, might change what sorts of um, conversations that they're having, what kinds of protests they're getting behind, how they're feeling about different elements of anti-capitalist critique. 100%. Yeah, yeah. The, the effect of such representation really does matter because of, and because of how uh, the discourse around it is created and what kind of conversation it starts. And that that's what's interesting to me, where like, what, what, connecting to what you were just saying, what you were saying about South Korean cinema and pop culture coming to America through um, like, very, very recently, but also like, coming in way of like show, shows and films like Okja, Parasite, and um, now Squid Game, which have a very sharp social critique, and especially Squid Game with, with a very clear um, plot of, you know, like mentioning America, mentioning American uh, problems of economy, which, which sort of metaphorized as, uh, you know, American people. And I was just wondering, like, uh, when we, how, how is, uh, its reception in America as an anti-capitalist plot or a critique of, of anti-capitalism, like how do we 
see that representation uh, as some as people receiving this show in North America versus, for example, South Korea itself, um, because I could see that there is a very big difference between how people outside of Korea are receiving the show or even interpreting it because some people are saying you are missing out on all the Easter eggs, mm -hmm. um, which, which is there in the show. If you knew about the Korean context, you will know about this, but also like what the show does is generalizes also a larger critique of capitalism, which is being depoliticized in many American pop culture media magazines. So I was just interested in how, how you think about, as uh, receiving it in North American contexts or like the geography of, of how this plot travels uh, as an anti-capitalist critique. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot in there. So <laughs> I thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think there's what, I'll point back to just what I mentioned about Okja um, because I have a chapter I've written on it um, that's coming out in a collection that's really about Western reception of the Korean culture, of Korean culture and that's amazing, um, yeah. So I'll just point that if anyone is interested in one day reading it, um, my argument there is really that they're they're talking to several different audiences, and that's why it was so popular um, because people are able to map it onto their own sort of position. Um, and I think that that's in part what's happening in Squid Game. But the difference, the real distinction for me is that I think that people are sort of erroneously mapping it onto um, US and you know Canadian contexts um, in that people watch Squid Game and they're like, wow, that's exactly what's happening here. Um, and I do think that you're right that that misses a lot of the sort of cultural context that is being um, shown in Squid Game that's much more Korean. Yeah. Um, and so the one, um, I mean, I could talk a lot about the sort of cultural context of um, Squid Game, but I wanna highlight um, maybe a few things and focus on one, which is um, this sort of recurrence of Songwoo's um, education, right? Uh, that he went to Seoul National University. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember watching the honest trailer about Squid, Squid Game and it was like, oh, what? Like he, they act like he was the only person in Seoul who ever went to university. And I was like, this is the point. This is what's being missed in North America mm -hmm. is they don't realize how incredibly competitive the education system in Korea is. It starts from the time that you are a young child. Um, many students are going to school six days a week, all day long. Yeah. After they go to public education, they're going to hogwans if they're able to afford them. Um, and, and so these, the type of educational pressure um, is really intense. And for um, Sangu coming from um, a non-wealthy background to get into such a prestigious university, that's actually a really big thing. And so what that highlights is the educational pressure and the competition, the fierce competition that exists in Korean society that I think is actually unfathomable to people who are from North American society, because we think of it as a cutthroat competitive environment, but it really isn't comparatively speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so I think that that's a really big one. And then I'll just throw out a couple other ones, um, which maybe if we have time, you can we can not talk about them, but yeah. one has to do with strikes working conditions, that's a real issue that's culturally um, sort of being leaned on. Immigrant workers, um, this is a very 
um, resonant, but also really unique situation in Korea. Um, I think that there are certainly um, echoes of this all throughout the world, um, but in terms of the way that it's portrayed there, there's also um, the issue of, of course, the DMZ and just North and South relations and on the Korean Peninsula. And so there yeah. are all of those sorts of elements that are tangled in Squid Game. Yeah, I, 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 I like that you ended with the North and South relations because one of my questions about the plot was related to like, so I just, I'll just read out a tweet and I think this will be interesting to you also, where it, where it's, it's like watches, someone watches Squid Game and someone says that this is giving me a lot of North Korea, but then, but then in generally the response to it is that this is actually what's happening, like it's not a critique of North Korea, but but actually about what's happening in uh, South Korea and generally uh, about a critique of capitalism. But like a lot of people see such uh, violence and see such um, uh, like the problems of economy that you just mentioned, like about the worker strikes and 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 about just the general being in debt and and the things that Squid Game deals with. But people people think of these look at these extreme uh, uh, extremities which have been done on on in the plot and then they think like this is not happening around me this is happening in these these places like North Korea so like mm -hmm. what, what, do you think that comes out of the uh, general uh, ignorance which is there in North America about places which are not America which are not America because and or or is it is it a very is is it a Correct analysis, like what do you think of this? Because I've seen so many uh, magazines also talk about, uh, like ruminate or speculate whether is is this a show also making making a point about North North Korea and its its authoritarian government and yeah so yeah I mean I think that uh, to the extent that about the direct violence I think yeah. that you know people can sort of interpret it that way but I think that it misses the point of literalizing the structure as the problem. Because really, wow. if you look at the problems of capitalism in Korea and South Korea, that is, um, people are killing themselves, right? And so the song was um, sort of attempt, attempted suicide and then actual suicide um, echoes that, right, in Squid Game, where the people are, are being coming violent to themselves for failing in the system. And um, I think that what Squid Game does is it um, actually attributes the violence to where it's necessary, which is to the system of capitalism and competition itself. And uh, so I think that that's just sort of a representational thing. Um, but I think that talking about the, the North Korean um, element of it, it's much more productive to think about a, a character like Sebyuk and, and wonder like, yeah how she actually would be enticed by this because the the trend amongst a lot of defectors um is that they're so sickened by the excess in korea when they come they cannot culturally assimilate to the high level of capitalism because it's just so foreign to them um and so a lot of people i mean a lot of sort of people have come forward and say they say that they want to go back um, they say that they just can't sort of handle it. And the good thing about her character and her brother is they show that a lot of the people who defect are living in that abject poverty, right? And, and they yeah. don't have the tools um, and the infrastructure to be able to come out of it. Come out of it, yeah.
yeah uh, and my last question will be something which is like now that we are talking about characters and you also mm-hmm. mentioned in passing about the immigrant situation like personally i i was very amazed like i i, I have Uh, recently started watching um korean shows in terms of like which are not which are not like very old k dramas but like i i never saw like a brown character in in any of the korean shows that i have watched and for me it was it was a very like it i took a deep dive into the immigrant situation in south korea and um uh, how how do they how do how do conversations about race happen there so i was and 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 it's one of the most famous characters around the in 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 the pop in pop culture right now in the popular discourse also the character ali so mm-hmm. i was i was just wondering if you have anything to say about like like people do not know much about about the like the fact that there is there are immigrants in south korea and they do have um, Uh, like a strong community there and and the fact that it was represented in the show means that we are there is something that the show is trying to do with that and like so what what are the histories which are being tapped into i mean of course we can't go uh, uh, too much into it but like generally like if if you want to give us some information which then we can actually like go ahead and learn about uh, yeah, yeah 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 i mean well you know it's interesting because the question of ali's character is actually in a way tied to the rise of korean um culture because the government put a lot into korean culture um financially speaking after uh the financial crisis of 1997 this is a financial crisis um that hit various parts of asia very hard and um and korea chose to put in a lot of um money into developing its cultural sector and that's why all of this infrastructure exists to create so much of this content um but that's also the time in which um we get the biggest decrease in birth rate in Korea and so um as there's sort of this shift in economic um um sort of goals uh women are stop marrying Mm-hmm. and they stop having children um uh, and and so the birth rate in korea is incredibly low i mean people talk about japan a lot in terms of low birth rate but korean birth rate is almost as low as japan and so um that means that the workers are aging out right so if you yeah. look at the age of agricultural workers they're very old i mean they're your grandparents if you're an adult <laughs> and um and yeah. so this is and you know you actually see this in um korean popular culture so like if people go and they work in the fields or something like that um which is a popular thing to do on game shows in korea yeah they will be working next to old women Um and so as the population ages out that means that there's really a demand for immigrant workers in Korea and um because as what you mentioned not seeing brown faces for instance in K-dramas it's because there's such a sense of homogeneity in terms of ethnic identity in Korea um because of that uh there are often um I think that there's a lack of oversight in terms of labor violations and abuses of immigrant workers. And so um I don't think that Pakistan would be the primary place where people are coming from, but it's certainly one of the larger areas. Um I think that more people would be coming from Southeast Asia. This is also where um 
Korean men are marrying out to is to Southeast Asian women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, these types of things are, are really pointing out this problem that is, is going to be coming to a head soon in Korea. And so I think it's really good to see this in something that's been so popular um, not just in the world, but in Korea. And um, and so I think that that's great. I think that one thing I will just note is that um, I'm not an expert in terms of Korean migrant workers, but I read an expert who is. And yeah. uh, he mentioned that one of the things that is sort of problematic about this representation is that under these visas, there's almost no chance he would be able to bring his family to Korea. And so mm-hmm. I think that it's also to remind us that these workers are being isolated and removed from their cultures. And so um, that's something to take into consideration as we see the harshness of capitalism sort of lived out on Squid Game. Yeah, that that's so, yeah, that that gives me a lot to think about because, um, because there was a lot of conversations in Indian magazines and like discourse around Squid Game was that this person who plays the character of Ali is actually Indian. How did he go to South Korea? What what pushed him to go? And then there's, there was a lot of conversations around like how, how did the actual person behind the character of Ali actually ended up in South Korea? And mm-hmm. that, that uh, how he lived in poverty and how, how he sort of... Uh, uh, like me made it to like there's a lot of entrepreneurial talk around that character but like um just because he's indian so for me like now this gives this gives some when you talk about how it's sort of next to impossible for um immigrants to actually have entrepreneurial success which we are like now talking about in this context so like it's it's very and especially because um with this history that you've given me the fact that to imagine someone coming from pakistan and india uh within with, within the context of squid game is 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 to is to actually like tap into a lot of um hi- histories that we are we are not uh, like i didn't know about the birth rate and i uh, the and and obviously i knew about the financial crisis but that's also not generally known to the population so they'll only they'll only take away what's there um on the screen but it's up to us to actually go back and read uh, and actually uh, go into the histories of 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 how south korea is all also has an immigration problem or like has has specific issues related to its economy which needs such uh, workers immigrant workers who live in penury so mm-hmm. um, i was just like with that because you also were mentioning that you uh, you you have a chapter coming up and even though you, this is not your area of expertise strictly you have read um, authors that have written about it would you have any recommendations to just watch and read I know like off the top of your head if you have anything to tell us that like you know if you want to know more about this you can um, like go ahead and read this or watch this do you have something in mind like that professor yeah on specifically the the migrant workers or no, generally like about like uh, if we want to know about like how to situate like shows like Squid Game in the pop like South Korean history, South Korean uh-huh. pop culture, like because you've given us a lot of nuggets. I think even the most popular discourses, right? Like this immigrant worker thing has not been talked about at all. So like that's just a nugget of history which I got right now. So I'm just excited to share if there is something more that we can talk uh, like read on our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That's a great question. Uh, I 
I don't have anything sort of like that comes immediately to mind, you know, um, in terms of that economic situation, um, because I, this is sort of just my the crisscrossing of my training. I originally came out of international political economy. And so when I was um, um, in, in Asian studies, and so this, that's sort of like how I come to a lot of this. Um, but my sort of the reading that I've done more on like, um, Korean pop culture uh, doesn't do a lot of that work. There is an article that um, that I assign in um, actually Film 110, um, which is about the South Korean culture industry, industry and the author is Ru, which is R-Y-O-O. And, and so that talks a little bit about the economic situation. There's also a couple good ones in terms of if you look at the making of K-pop groups and how okay, that's yeah. a culture industry and how it's actually very, um, it creates a certain tropes of gender through that culture and production. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. those types of things would be good to read. Um, yeah, but you know, yeah. I think that so much of this is just about bringing different things together. You know, reading about Korean culture and reading about cultural history, you can start to map some of this own work um, in your own work. Um, if, and can I talk one last thing before we close? 100%. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, just because I was thinking about this. Uh, so my mom, uh, uh, what she didn't make it through the first episode of, of Squid Game. And I'll also note my mom is Korean. And so uh-huh. um, so she, she doesn't get it through um, the first episode. And, and, you know, one of the things that she, she said is that it was not just that it was violent. Mm-hmm. The thing that was so upsetting to her was um, that they were playing children's games. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and I think that that's um, something that is, is sort of uniquely Korean about this, um, which is the games. And, um, and that's something that a lot of Korean audiences would be really accustomed to seeing this type of like grown people playing children's games. Mm-hmm. So like a really popular game show, for instance, in Korea is Running Man. Uh-huh, and, yeah. Yeah. and in Running Man, you know, they play these um, these types of children's games a lot. And there are and it's like hyper it's like a competition. Right. And you see these celebrities sort of fight it out. Um, and there are like prizes uh, often of like gold. Um, or these days, Korean meat packages, <laughs> um, which are very expensive. And uh, then uh, on the other hand, there's punishment, but the punishments are always sort of lighthearted, right? And so it's almost like Squid Game took that context, hmm. mapped the hyper-competitiveness of capitalism onto it and made it ultra-violent. Um, and for people who, who for uh, these games are nostalgia, like my mother's age, Um, I think that it is especially horrifying, right? So these games for her represent her childhood. And they say that in Squid Game, these are not games that um, people my age, for instance, would have played when they were children. These are my like parents' age um, games. And so um, it's something to sort of think about in terms of the demographics of who's watching it, how it's affecting um, different people and um, kind of where where it's tainting those images. I mean, so like Dokji is like a game I play with my kids. Like it's it's sort of it's weird <laughs> to watch it and then 
um, turn into what it is on the show. Yeah. Turn into a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, I found watching Squid Game incredibly difficult. And I actually like action, violence (laughs) kinds of movies. They're my like primary mode. But there was something about it where it wasn't your typical sort of action violence where um, people were begging for their lives and um, and they were doing it in these ways in which you were reminded of of sort of a time when people are supposed to be able to play freely without the pressures of society. So I just want to leave with a little bit of a dark cloud because I think Squid Game's popularity is also often talked about in these sort of light ways. Got it. Exactly. And I think it's going to be hard. Yeah, and I was actually like going to end in the in the terms of like how a lot of the popularity is 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 around these games and like uh, in Montreal apparently they're going to do uh, a Squid Game uh, fest without the bloodbath. Like wow, like this is actually happening. They're actually going to play these games, um, like uh, play these Korean games. So uh, interesting to see how how these things will will become. Uh, a norm or like uh, the new normal where so like the fact that um, the game that you mentioned I, I don't know how to pronounce it properly but it's it's the game where they slap each other right like gong you slaps each uh, the other person so like normally that, you don't slap each other yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah of course but in the show like so like now now like apparently like that will start the this fest of of which in Montreal so I'm, I was I was a little shocked uh, like how lightly like the, you put it like right like how how it's take, been taken lightly but you don't know the effects of it uh, of seeing it on screen where people must have actually played these games way way back in time and now it's hitting them home in a very in a radically different way and uh, yeah Absolutely. So, yeah and even just like the what the trappings they put around the games I mean the food that they eat around the games are, are sort of nostalgia foods almost like I, I couldn't help but in the scene where they're all eating corn and you can kind of see that um, one of the players has picked each kernel off individually. Uh-huh. It reminded me of how my my hominy, my grandmother, she ate corn. Like, you know, it's just like these kinds of of little bits are, I think, have much deeper meaning for certain people. And so they yeah. watch it with a very different um, perspective. No, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Professor. This was really illuminating. And it also helps not only situate Squid Game, but also our larger, uh, like, actually consumption of it in, in, in how in the larger context of capitalism, audience reception, and general history of South Korea. And now, of course, also knowing more about how the children's games is affecting different people, uh, especially people who are from Korea and, and now and in Canada, where they're actually going to do events about it. Th- thanks again. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was Professor Alina talking about the show Squid Game. If you're interested in reading the recommendations Professor had, you can go to our website and check out where the podcast is and you could see it in our description. On to the news for this week. The second annual housing forum hosted by the Social Planning Council ran from Tuesday to Thursday and it featured local speakers engaged in housing research locally and across the province. These university students gather for second week of unsanctioned street parties and the entire street around the university district saw a lot of police presence. So that is it for the scoop for today. This is Prina Subramanian signing off from CFRC 101.9 FM. Do not go anywhere because this Justin is coming right up.